0: Who decided to show. Sorry I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time.
1: If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early.
0: You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If
1: you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later. With Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Check, check the levels, levels, check, check. The levels are good. Good, good. Hello, and welcome to the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. I'm
2: Jeremy. Hello. On 140, we skipped 146 podcast. We we're busy yesterday.
1: Yeah, we had Getting some tacos. Had we're back some at it. Things going down, tacos and such. But here we are, episode 147. Do you have a soul?
2: I wanted to get a cocktail yesterday, but then I drive home, so I got the Mexican cola.
1: Oh, yeah. How was the Mexican cola at the... We went to Granville Island, and what is that restaurant called again? I wish
2: I knew, but it's the newer-ish one right in the center vortex. It's got a yeah. beautiful patio. We sat inside, but it does have a beautiful patio. Uh, it's, it's
1: right right across from the market, yeah, essentially. Yeah,
2: you're, you're, yeah, you're you, in the Arts
1: Club Theater, the market, and then right in, in that in the triangle vore, yeah. space, the vortex, as you said, that place is a Mexican restaurant, and I had some very... Delicious food there.
2: Yeah, it was only the second time I've been. The first time I went, I did get a cocktail, just one. Yep. And it was so good. And it's like, I need to make a time to like go there where it's like I can drink. Yes. Because they they do great Mexican food, but they actually got a pretty decent uh, cocktail list as well. And I was like, oh, next time. But you know, we went at like 11 30, you know, yep. after the show. So uh it was a Mexican cola. It was good. I feel like Mexican cola sometimes, though, it's kind of like maybe more hype than like it's good. It's in the glass bottle. That's nice. They how use,
1: how different does it taste from American cola?
2: To me, my untrained Canadian mouth, similar. I, I I can't. I think it tastes a little
1: richer. Now, is Mexican cola made by the American Coca-Cola Company?
2: No, no, it's imported from Mexico.
1: Okay, but it's not just like it's Coca like in Mexico. It, they yeah, call it, it's called. Coca Cola, right? Call it
2: Mexican Coca Cola. No,
1: exactly, but but it is a different recipe in Mexico.
2: Slightly, in that I believe they use a different sweetener. I think they use cane sugar, and the Coca Cola we know and love is. I don't know, fructose glucose or something, you know, like God the
1: the glorious fructose glucose blend. Yeah. High fructose corn syrup something also like that, yeah. Really I mean, yeah, quite hi, remarkable. High
2: fructose corn syrup. I don't know. Apparently that's the difference, right? It's the same recipe like in, in Mexico. They're like, What we're making Coke. Um, but in their factory, maybe the rules in Mexico, I don't know. But it it does hit a little difference. I'm just Being honest, how much for me is it psychological versus do I have the sophisticated palate to tell the difference? So if I go to a restaurant and they brag they have Mexican Coca-Cola, I always get it because I've heard it's better enough times. I now think it's better.
1: Yeah. And that's how all of that works.
2: Yeah. They'll be like. Coca-Cola, $3. Mexican Coca-Cola, $4. I'm like, well, I guess I want on that one. Well,
1: I mean, fair enough. It's coming probably if that much further. It has
2: like a, right? a little import sticker on it, which I think adds the entire experience.
1: Totally. I mean, it's got to get past the United States to get to us. Yes. So it's, you know. It's two countries have, away. Totally. You have to pay the extra dollar for that extra yeah, distance. Yeah. I
2: usually have to pay, you know, thousands of dollars to go to Mexico. But for $1, I bring Mexico to me.
1: And that seems like a really good deal.
2: Yeah, personally, I would agree with that. Anyway, it was anyway. great tacos.
1: <laughs> so, we had tacos and we did not do the podcast. But we today we podcast. are doing the podcast and uh, we're it's like Math Cast today. Today is
2: very math heavy. So, let's just put that warning out there right away. It's not yeah. like I want to turn you off the podcast and I still want you to give us a five star re- review. Maybe write something like I don't want to tell you what to write. I mean, it's your review, but let me just help coach you through it. Like, <laughs> I've never learned more about math than I did listening to Karis and Jeremy. Probably the smartest show on the internet.
1: Something else you could say would be I'm generally not a math person, but boy did the early show with Karis and Jeremy make math fun and relatable.
2: Five star. Five star, you know, like hashtag like teaching, tutoring.
1: Hashtag learning and growing. Learning
2: and growing. Stuff like that. Maybe we could find a new audience that way as well. Maybe a lot of parents will find it and be kids Learn, you know, you're struggling with your math. I think you should listen to these two. I think they could be helpful.
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah, it
2: would be helpful for us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> it definitely would. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking that. We also uh, were talking about souls.
2: Souls. If someone put their soul in a, as an NFT. Yes. A non-fungible token. And like,
1: how can you buy someone's soul? Your how phone. does that work?
2: And if I, like, if you can, should I buy someone's soul? Could use a backup, I suppose. Yeah,
1: good question. And then we are also talking to the Danimal resident movie nerd, our movie reviewer, Dan Nichols. And he's reviewing the latest Jared Leto movie.
2: Yeah. Uh, earlier on the show, we, uh, we were talking dark empaths on the show today. We didn't put the clip in the podcast today. But we learned about the dark empath. And I, I use as an example Jared Leto not without even hearing the review. And now I'm glad I did. I I just was like, you know, a Jared Leto movie could be called Dark Empath. I I guess I didn't call him a Dark Empath. No, but maybe. He could be in a movie called Dark Empath.
1: I could see him playing that role.
2: But now here he is playing a vampire. And what is a Dark Empath but an emotional vampire? That's right. So then I think, oh, actually, maybe that's a lot more fitting than anyway. You'll hear that; there'll just be a reference to a, a moment earlier in the program. Yes,
1: and just so you know, a dark empath is somebody who is empathetic, but they use that power of empathy to draw you close to them, and yeah. that's when they attack. Yeah,
2: they want to. They want to use either social exclusion. They want to use manipulation in order to attack you. So, right, we know. I guess we might as well just do the break again. So we know about the they call it the dark triad of personalities. That's the Machiavellian personality trait. The narcissist. We've all, you know, we throw around the word narcissist now for it's like, oh my god, that guy shorted me change at Starbucks is a narcissist and Which then, is an
1: incorrect use of the word. I mean, unless of, of course your barista is a narcissist, but you're not gonna know that just from not getting yeah, heart yeah. change.
2: And then I have read that a narcissist can like like if you are a narcissist, um, that doesn't necessarily mean you're evil, but it is part of the dark trad. Like a narcissist can like train themselves to like not use their powers for evil. And a narcissist can be very fun. It's just often they default to evil. Like I think I'm a narcissist. I'll be real. Because I don't have empathy.
1: Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I have to do drugs. Okay, the only well, way okay. I will cry is
2: if I do mushrooms. Okay,
1: listen, but you're not... You have empathy right now in art. We're chatting here, talking, you you know... Because I'm a a trained
2: narcissist.
1: Okay, so you as a bud... Yeah. Because you're my bud. Yeah. And when I'm just talking with you, whether it's on the radio or on this podcast or not, or just talking to you without microphones, you are an empathetic person. So you're telling me that that's forced, that's put on, that's fake?
2: It could be. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find the article. I did read an article once... About like how not all narcissists are evil. And it act- that one actually kind of hit me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I, the more I read that one, I was like, oh, could I be like a benevolent, basically like a benevolent dictator, a benevolent narcissist. I don't, that's not the word they use, but it was like basically like, I don't know, the way they explained it was like, like we, we throw around the word narcissist is always bad. But then they're like, but why do so many people like narcissists or like why are narcissists like exist or whatever? And then this article was like, oh, because they're not all evil. It's like they can be a positive energy. Like people can be like, oh, I like a narcissist because they're fun and, and you know, and I can be that. Like I can be like the like butterfly at the party. That can be a narcissist. Yes. So not necessarily evil. And I do know. My inside thoughts often on a, on a tragic event can be very uh, not empathetic. And only only with reflection later can I get that empathy. Like and know maybe some drugs. Drugs help that. Like if I do cannabis, all of a sudden, like, like we'll be on the radio and we'll be like, I don't know, baby ducklings died. And you're going to be like, oh, my God. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Right, but my oh my god! <laughs> but is like, your oh my god! I is, know, as is I need to say that
1: you, because I said that, and you are like, and okay, I know, that's yeah, like, the, right. The correct
2: I, the correct response. To that is, oh my god! Now later at night, I will be at home in my own thoughts, and I'll be like, oh my god, that was that was really tragic about the ducks. But I have to reflect on that, and man, if I do cannabis or mushrooms, will like I'll be crying.
1: Yeah, but only see, I then. See, I I, th- I don't think you are a narcissist. I think I think you just have. Uh, a shell.
2: Do you think I want to be a narcissist? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah maybe I think maybe totally I think you'd like to I, I don't think you are I just okay, think that right. you know sometimes you don't let everything in I don't let all don't because yes. if you let everything in the moment it happens all the time if has been would, working
2: in this job for exactly 20 some odd years you would
1: be an emotional wreck so I think for you you have the shell I
2: have the emotional body armor
1: exactly and then later when the armor comes down and whether that's just you deciding to let it down or you're using some sort of drug to take the armor down, then it comes in. Then all those feelings come in. So I don't think you're a narcissist, Jeremy. You may want to be. I might want to be. And you could, you know, maybe if you train hard enough. I want to be part of the dark triad. Maybe if you train hard enough, you could be part of the dark triad.
2: Okay, so we have the Machiavellian. Which I didn't, I don't, I've heard that word a lot. I don't really know what it means. I'll have to Wikipedia it later. I should have done it before the podcast. Okay, so we got the narcissist. And the other dark triad is the psychopath, which is pretty clear, right? Like, yeah. It's like the person who truly has no empathy, right? Like they can do true evil. They they can do bad things.
1: And I think the psychopath, like there's no upside, right? There's no there's like, no, oh, no, sometimes no, they are good psychopaths. Yeah. That Once again, exist. you could
2: have a psychopath perhaps who's like, I know murdering people won't serve me.
1: So I'm going to so choose going not to. So I'm going to
2: choose to not murder. But I could murder someone. So if the psychopath is like, yeah, just like, doesn't have the empathy, right, as well. So that's your dark triad of your, all three of them are capable of hurting people violently. All three of those are capable, not saying that all of the, you know, if you're like, oh my God, I have one of these dark, you know, you're not necessarily evil, but it's, you're capable of it. Now we then talked about the new uh, personality trait. Of the scientists were talking about the dark empath. The dark empath has empathy, understands people's emotions, and then goes, "Oh, how can I use this to my advantage?
1: How can I use this to then harm that person?
2: Harm that person, or to my advantage? Yeah, right? which which, or.
1: which may leave this person as yeah, collateral like you don't damage.
2: Care that I, yeah, you know, it will hurt them."
1: But you don't don't care care. because
2: you'll get something from it. Yeah. And a dark empath will use. uh, I I found this one very interesting. They will use um, social exclusion. Be you know what I mean? Like like. uh, And I think we've all maybe been the victim of that at times. Oh yeah. Social exclusion Um, is powerful.
1: I was a girl in high school.
2: Women you. uh, Do you know how many? Do you know how
1: many teenage girls in my high school were dark empaths? Like I bet a lot. Probably about like. 38 percent it's a high it's a high ratio it's a very dangerous time to be a girl is in high school at least that was my experience
2: Uh, yeah this takes me to another uh, article i read about um yeah just kind of how how women manage the community versus men and the, the dark the dark empath social like women use social exclusion to keep everybody in line where men might use more uh martial or I don't know what the right word is. Physical force, maybe. Might use physical force or, or yeah, like, a, what is it, corporal punishment, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Women in the community might use social exclusion. The dark empath uses social exclusion. I think we've all been part of that. And then, yeah, so stuff like that, right? Like, And then the dark empath could be even more damaging sometimes than the other dark triad because in the case of a psychopath, you might know you're dealing with the psychopath. Right. But with the dark empath, it's not clear right away. They get their power and they get what they want from you by bringing you in, by being your friend, by setting you up and then knocking you down. And I was like, holy shit. That's a hardcore thing. Like, we just discovered I think it's just they put a name to it. Like, obviously, you just said you experienced it oh, yeah. in high school. Oh, yeah, for sure. We all mean, did.
1: Teenage girls know how to be dark empaths. Like, it's, you know. Teenage
2: boys know how to be dark empaths.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, like, I guess I'm just, for me personally, yeah, I this think.
2: This article did not assign gender to any of these things. Yes,
1: and obviously. Like we
2: are projecting that, but I think a but, lot of people <laughs> listening probably are like, yeah, the bro I know is a narcissist. Yeah. And, the person, the woman I know on my Facebook, is a dark empath. You know yes. what I mean? We're going to gonna protect obvi- that. The article did not go into gender.
1: Generalizing for sure, because obviously any gender, anybody can be any of these things.
2: Yeah. So, you know, if you're like, oh man, these guys have babbled on about nothing for 14 <laughs> minutes, I tell you, Google it. It was neat. It was neat to read about it. It was it was an interesting thing when I read it. It it just putting a just putting a label to it. Honestly. Yeah. And then now it's also going to be like my number one like. Oh, yeah, that prison's a dark empath. Like, I'm just going to use that to, like, sign off on anyone I don't like. Because <laughs> I'm right. a narcissist. <laughs> no,
1: you're not, Jeremy. All I right, know. All right, let's
2: get going. Anyway, you'll hear the term dark empath at the end of the podcast. Tarantino. This conversation right now. 13 minutes earlier, and they were talking dark empath.
1: All right, let's get into let's the podcast. Go.
2: You're right. Well, I mean, we're in the podcast. We
1: are, but let's. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, we are. Let's go to the stuff that we were talking about before this stuff that we were talking about. Hi, Judith.
2: Thank you for waiting. No problem. So, Judith, we're talking on the show about birthdays. Everyone's texting in it's their birthday. Uh, yeah. Um, the garbage man, Travis, uh, texted in and said it's his son Mike's 32nd birthday. And we were just talking about how maybe strange it would be if you have the birthday on the same day as your kid.
0: Yeah. My aunt has the same birthday as her daughter. And the same daughter has the same birthday
2: with, his, with her son. Every oh. December so, 8th. I'm, I'm saying... That's three generations in a row. Yes.
1: yes, and they all have the same birthday, and it's December eighth. yes.
2: Wow. Wow. First <laughs> off, I yeah, I, I'm gonna need like a mathematician at uh, UBCS if you were some to crunch like what are the odds?
1: Well, I mean, I yeah. think really there are only 365 days in the year, so. Uh, But, I mean, what are the odds that three in a row? row? I don't know. I would need somebody who is better at math to figure that out. What's going on in
2: their lives as a family, you know, nine, ten months before December 8th?
1: Yeah, exactly. Generationally, yeah. Who knows?
2: <laughs> That's but so strange. what?
1: So what happens, Judith? Is there? Do you have a big family party every year on and around uh, no, December eighth? No, because
0: the, the mom, the, the daughter, and the son lives in Norway, and my aunt lives in Philippines. But there's one point that we really she has to travel to Norway because they have like a big celebration.
2: Yeah, I would have like a festival. It would be a band, probably a DJ.
1: Yes, and lots of delicious food.
2: I get Steve Aoki because it's his birthday, and then Steve Aoki would be throwing cake at the audience. It would be
1: delightful. (laughs) That would be dynamite. Um, (laughs) Judith, thank you so much for sharing this. No problem.
0: No problem. I always listen to one uh,
1: at the seven. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for tuning in and being part of the program, Judith. We love it. Thanks.
2: Speed is of the essence. Okay, so we were talking earlier um, about birthdays, and then it uh, just kind of got us talking a little bit. It would be kind of strange if it's birthday on the same day as your kid, because then your birthday's over. You're done for a while having birthdays.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's it.
2: Judith hits us on the text line and then calls the show, two eight one zero two seven um, to say
1: that Judith's aunt, her daughter, and her daughter's son, have the same birthday, December 8th.
2: And once again, just off the cuff, we're like, what are the odds multiple people have texted in, 281 on what do we got, Nick and Mike and, uh, and people, Drew, all with the same number.
1: Yeah, they all said 365 times 365 times 365, one in 48 Million-ish. million, I mean 48, 600 million. Forty-eight million six hundred twenty-seven thousand one hundred twenty-five chance. One in forty-eight million chance. Essentially, slightly more if there was a leap year in one of those. Says Drew. <laughs> so you know, throw the numbers off. Um, and uh, and then um, and Nick says still better odds than the lottery. Okay, yeah, now, fair which enough. is which is why I don't play the lottery.
2: Yeah, don't tell me that I got three Lotto Max tickets in my wallet right Do now. Do you
1: really? Hell yeah. Okay, well they're all losers. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to... No, stop, you know, stop,
2: stop, stop. I'm don't sorry, I'm sorry. Don't Just, that.
1: you know what, right now, in I know this the moment, odds are
2: bad because the entire <laughs> nation buys Lotto Max tickets and then there's not a winner. Like, that's how <laughs> that's bad not, the odds are.
1: Exactly. So, but in this moment, Jeremy, listen, I don't want to I'm, I'm dreaming dreams.
2: I'm dreaming dreams.
1: And who am I to poo-poo that? So <laughs> you go ahead and I don't dream even your check dreams. Them. Some of
2: them are old. Like, I don't check them. I just leave them in my wallet because they could be a winner.
1: And then you can continue to dream dreams. Yeah, so I
2: can do buy one ticket, but I keep it in my wallet for like a month so I get the high for the month. Exactly. And then eventually
1: you finally clean those pants and you're like you're going through the pockets and you're like, Oh right. I should check this. I guess I should, hey. Free play.
2: (laughs) Tina is driving the courtesy shuttle for a car dealership. First off, Tina, thank you for your work. I use that service quite often. Not uh, yes. necessarily from Tina,
1: but from others. No, but the car courtesy, dealership courtesy, courtesy shuttle. shuttle is an important way to get around when your vehicle is getting worked on.
2: You do the people's work, Tina. Happy birthday to you. Everyone wants birthday shoutouts today. Because <laughs> yeah. today is birthday Shadow day on uh,
1: the early show. It is April Fool's Day and also birthday shoutout day, apparently.
2: <laughs> also, it is math day.
1: <laughs> yes, because we were talking about Judith called in and told us that her aunt and her aunt's daughter, daughter. and her
2: Daughter's, the daughter's son. son
1: all have the exact birthday, same birthday, b- b- birthday. birthday. And so we're wondering what are the odds of that happening? And we got multiple people saying. A lot saying, of na-
2: napkin math.
1: Exactly. The napkin math is 365 times 365 times 365, which right. is one right. in 48 million, Forty- roughly.
2: 48. Yeah, 48.
1: Uh, and But
2: you were like that feels high. Feel, too high. I, yeah,
1: it feels like I don't, you know, it feels like maybe 48 million is too big of a number. I don't know if that's how you would calculate that.
2: And Zach kind of feels the same.
1: Yeah, and so Zach says, I don't really think that those are the odds. Let me explain. As we know pregnancy lasts for 9 months, so there's a larger portion of the year that the odds of the birthday being the same are zero. If the conception happens or attempts to happen on March 8th with a standard deviation of 12-ish days, depending on if the woman is giving birth early or late, and in my case, like a full two weeks, and let me tell you, when you're over by full two weeks, you're like, am I going to be pregnant for the end of time? But anyway, that aside, Zach says, I don't think it's 365 by 365 by 365. It's more like 24 by 24 by 24, so maybe more like one in 14 million.
2: No, no, it said one in 13,000.
1: Oh, right. Sorry. Yes, yes. One in 13. Yes, that's right. I was thinking, yes. So, Zach is doing the math slightly differently.
2: Looking at it in a different way. Exactly. Uh, Zach also says same birthday as his father. And they spend their birthdays together every year. And they go golfing together every year.
1: That's nice. And I was
2: like. I just like the sound of that, Zach. That sounds incredible. Uh, Zach, thanks for being part of the program. As always, your thoughts are welcome as long as they're not torching us too badly. 281... You can torch us. Two eighty one oh two seven.
1: listen to the beat on 1027 the peak good morning you're listening to the early show with karis and jeremy and we are talking math this morning
2: we're learning and growing about math and we're making math fun yes i think we're the only morning show that makes math fun
1: yep and it's happening in real time right now we're uh, talking about the odds of uh, a uh three
2: generations same birthday
1: exactly mom
2: or grandma daughter son True it, life story from Judith.
1: Exact same birthday. December all three 8th. generations. In this
2: case, December 8th. Yes. What are the odds? And then it just, people have been texting in 280 1027 all morning doing the back of the napkin math. Like, I, I guess the one that we got the most right away was 365 times 365 times 365, giving you about a one in 48 million chance. Zach challenged that math and said, uh well, the standard deviation and when you're you and all this. Yeah, and, and when
1: you're pregnant, when you're not pregnant, so oh, the duh, math duh, duh, duh. would be more like this, and came up with like one in 13,000 13,
2: chance ish, and uh, once again that math being challenged.
1: Call or text Karis and Jeremy six zero four two eight
0: zero one zero two seven. Yeah, hi. I'm just calling in to chime in on the math that's going on on the yeah yeah our, our
2: napkin math today. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I, just to be clear, this is three people having the same birthday? Same, same. so like like a mom, her daughter, yeah. and then the daughter's son.
0: Okay, so the thing is, yeah, I'm a math instructor and I teach statistics and we deal with probability a bit here. Okay. So one of the things is you're not going to go 365 times 365 times 365 because um, you have to think of the first person can be born any date. And so they have a probability of one. It doesn't matter when they're born. Then the next person has to match. So that is a one in 365. And then the next person has to match, which is another one
2: in 365. So you're really just multiplying 365 by itself once. Like we're, you know what I mean? Like just squared. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. I like where your heads at okay. there. So, what is that number? Do you know, or do you need to? Well, so I
0: believe I, t- I. I can't remember because I'm just talking. About, I think it was around 132,000, but maybe check it. Okay. Hey, I've got the calculator so. app on my computer. I yeah, think.
2: and we but just yeah. want to do 365 Kay. by
1: 365, 365
2: times yeah. 365. Yeah. Gives us 133,225. So that's where you maybe go. you would settle. I would guarantee that's where it is, yeah. All right, so I'm in your class. Do I pass? Yes, there you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's your name?
2: So it's Mark. (laughs) Mark, okay, we appreciate that, Mark. Thank
1: you, Mark. You know, we really appreciate it. Have a good day.
2: Yeah, thanks, you too. Bye. Hi, The Peak. Thank you for choosing the program. (laughs) Hi.
1: Hi. I was thinking
0: about what you guys were saying about statistical probabilities, and... I'm a bit of a master.
1: Okay, great. We love it.
0: So, um, there's actually been a lot of research into, or not research, but there's like a lot of a lot of data that shows that birthdays at certain times of year are much more likely
1: um, because of certain times of year making people want to get more sexy. Yeah, so I would imagine in. Well, and maybe that's also. So that could based skew the odds a bit as well, right? Yeah. So I would think probably in Canada, northern climate, northern hemisphere, you know, there would probably be more baby making in the winter months. Or is it more the yeah. summer months because people are feeling more frisky and they're wearing shorts? Well, short there's something
2: shorts. about the holidays. So it's uh, the holidays. So that's why September is the most birthday month.
1: Yeah. and Here. This, and uh,
0: Valentine's Day, too.
1: Yes. And you know what? Actually, I've also read that when there have been massive power outages in cities, uh, a lot of babies are conceived during those times. And then all of a sudden, nine months later, give or take, you get a bump in babies being born because when there's no power, what are people doing? So
2: would you say we got to take our odds now once again and we have to somehow reflect that data into it? Yes,
0: I think so. Um, And like I, I don't know about so in my family, babies. Most of my family, like most of the babies, are born in the summer. So I think it's like there's also like a
2: component
1: of when timing is convenient for people too, right? Yes, which is, and I mean, and that's going to vary person to person. How do you even yeah. factor that in? Yeah,
2: like you want to make sure you avoid a Scorpio. Like I get it. And well, they... I'm Scorpio. All oh, right, sorry. I didn't
1: know. is a Scorpio. Scorpios are awesome.
2: You're right. As long as you're not an Aries, fine.
1: Okay, and now my older son is an Aries, so now <laughs> no you're just throwing
2: hats. <laughs> uh, it's all—it's all
1: Thank you so much for the call. What's your name? Aaron.
2: Thank you, Aaron. Thanks,
1: Aaron. You have a great day. You too. Bye. Do
2: you have a soul, Karis. I do, Jeremy. What happens if you break it?
1: I I work hard at trying to fix it.
2: No, you need backup.
1: Oh, okay.
2: I mean, uh, I think you should try to re- reduce, reuse, recycle.
1: Yeah, and repair.
2: Repair. So you break your soul,
1: if get I, it fixed. Yeah, if I can if I can find the materials to fix it, I think fixing it is better than g- getting a brand new one. But maybe
2: you it's spill... It's a waste of
1: materials.
2: You spill an entire bottle of red wine on it. You can't get it out. You're like, oh, my God. It's ruined. It's ruined. You could buy a soul. A student, um, I, don't, I don't know, I think you're up somewhere, uh, is going to sell their soul as an NFT, a non fungible token on the blockchain. Right now, um, the soul of Stinus uh, will cost you 0.1 Ethereum or about $378 could go i mean it's an auction it could go up is it an appreciation is it's a soul something that can appreciate over time
1: and and do you i almost
2: feel like it's having a land lease like
1: over time it goes down in value but i don't know um to me this is an idea though this isn't an actual thing i mean you can't actually sell your soul sorry for getting you know too practical here but but can you well i mean yeah i guess you can sell your soul but
2: if you say you did then you did
1: I guess, but Bart but
2: Simpson sold his soul, five dollars. Mm. That was in the nineties. Now soul's going for three seventy eight. Okay, that's a pretty decent appreciation. All right.
1: what, what do you do when you buy someone's soul, though? When they sell it to you, then what do you have? You know, just as the average you have a person,
2: non fungible token on the blockchain in your wallet. I guess <sighs> in your digital wallet, you will. You know, you'll have your uh, board ape. And you will have you know something from Grimes, and then you're gonna have your soul, soul of Steinus, and then <laughs> when you break your soul, you lose it. You had a party, you got a little bit too drunk, and then you're like, oh, I lost my soul. You're like, oh, boom! I got the stole of soul of Steinus, and you can just, I don't know what at that point you the, what how what yeah. Bart did was he when he got his soul back, he ate it. Okay, it was on a piece of paper yeah, said Bart's that- soul. And then he was like, oh, my God, I got it back from Millhouse." And then he ate it and he was complete. So I suppose you would need to somehow make the non-fungible token
1: real. That's the thing. There needs to be a physical manifestation of this somehow, right, for you to be able to then
2: use it. And then use it. And then when you break your soul or you lose it, then you could eat this one and you're a complete whole Keras again. Wow, right, not bad, right? Three seven. What did I say? Three seventy-eight. Three seventy-eight. I right need now. to know
1: more about Stinus to know if Stinus' soul is whoa, worth.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Almost You need a soul. Steinus has got a soul. Now you're going to be like, oh, is it a good soul?
1: Well, if I'm spending 400 almost $400 on it, I mean, I, th- I would like to know the quality of the soul. Yes, I'd like some more specifics. I'd like to, you know, kick the tires and get a bit true. more information, look underneath the undercarriage and get, you know, no, like how long has this soul been around? What has this soul been through? What kind of knowledge has this soul occurred over time?
2: It's true, or you know, generational trauma. Yeah, exactly. What of kind of that?
1: baggage does this soul, you know, bring to my empty carcass?
2: Yeah, but now you're asking a lot of questions. Because wow. it's like okay, there's some challenges with this soul at three seventy eight. You want a better one, and then someone is like, "Well, I got a better one, but it's a thousand. You did that to you. Yeah, I want the budget soul.
1: <laughs> you know what? I could only afford the five dollars. You know, Bart could only afford the five dollars. I guess soul.
2: the moral of the story here, then, Karis, is do not wreck the current soul you have. <laughs> it's the early shows. Hit. It, it, it. Oh, Miss. Uh it's hit or miss time with our man, the resident movie nerd, the dynamo, Mr. Dan Nichols. What do you got for us this week on a Friday? It what I've got is not so much a hit or
0: miss. We kind of all have a task to do this weekend. Everybody listening, we all have a mission, solemn duty, to not go see the new movie Morbius. Oh,
1: during Jared Leto. That
0: sounds
1: he like guys, a miss. Marvel Comics
0: Living Vampire. Yeah, that's how much of a miss it is. Wow. it is awful.
2: We called Jared Leto maybe a dark empath earlier on the show. My friend Justin might call him an emotional vampire. Yeah, he's got like this, this
0: blood disease. So he uses his blood with vampire bat blood and he becomes a vampire human hybrid or something. Sure. Uh, he's not cool like Blade is. Don't you dare mention him in the same breath as Blade because Blade is badass. This guy, it's just, it looks like garbage. The character is not interesting. The plot doesn't really decide to kick into gear until about right near the end. And the worst part is, we all know with comic book movies, they love to tease with coming next. There were so many groans in the theater. The small press screening of the post-credit scenes in this movie, it was hilarious. Uh, This is one, read the spoilers if you feel so inclined,
2: but please skip the movie.
0: It's not good.
2: Thank you, Dan.
1: Thanks, Dan. I will definitely Thanks, be missing that. Yeah, I, can, I can barely
2: see the ones you recommend. I'm definitely not wasting <laughs> <laughs> my time on the misses.
1: No. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Money,
2: they're going to want to make
0: more, so we can't let them make more.
1: Fair enough. <laughs>
0: I guess
2: we're there.
1: That's a wrap on Weekend episode edition. 147. Ready to sail into the weekend here. Heck yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we want to hear from you. Do, have you ever purchased a soul? Um, if
2: you, you were to sell your soul, what,
1: what would you sell it for?
2: What kind of dollar value would you put on there? That? Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. How, how, how much could we that? buy
1: your soul for?
2: Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, if the price is right, maybe we'll go for it. Yeah. Sure. You got to tweet at us though, and tell us what you're thinking. What would your soul go for? At Karis Hogg, C-H-A-R-I-S-H-O-G-G on Twitter. I'm at Jeremy underscore Baker on Twitter, but at Jeremy Baker on Instagram. Confusing.
1: Very confusing. Yeah. So the Very Twitter confusing. one has an underscore in the middle. The Instagram one does not. Yes.
2: Yes. Make you earn it. That's <laughs> right. Uh, all right. I guess that's it for the show today. We don't got anything else to talk about. We I think we did enough on Dark Empaths.
1: Yeah. I think we really got that... Covered.
2: Yeah, though our boss Dustin came in and was like, "I'm gonna go read about dark empaths now," and I was like, "Yeah, awesome."
1: Of course, we all sounds be very interesting. The
2: dark empath.
1: Yeah, know about the dark empath because I'm sure that you can think, I've met that person. Oh, I I know here. a dark empath. You definitely have. We all do.
2: My friend Justin always talks about uh, the the uh, emotional vampires, the ones that like s- also sap your emotional energy. It's like there's a. T- I think the TV show is called. Uh, you always talk, I, I keep me, it's on my list of 400 things I need to watch because he's like, you know, I have a friend you have. Yeah, is like, you
1: got to watch the show. Yeah.
2: Justin is always like, you got to watch, uh, I think it's called The Things We Do in the Dark. Okay. And it's about, it's kind of a spoof or a satire of vampires, of the vampire trope. Oh, yeah. And one of the vampires is an emotional vampire.
1: Oh, I think you've told me about that. Yeah, one. so yeah. this
2: vampire goes online and just writes horrendous shit. And then when people are like outraged, They're like feeding, (laughs) like but literally feeding. Yeah. Like ah, this is how I get my vampire power. And I, and he just thinks that's the funniest thing. And I was like, we now use emotional vampire for like you know that person is
1: exactly that, and and those people do exist in real life.
2: Yeah, that's kind of neat. Oh, ouch! Too much calluses on my hand, and I went to like rub my head, and I
1: like scraped myself. With your callus?
2: With the callus on my hand from lifting heavy.
1: Okay, Jeremy, get some cream I need the, I need on the your gloves. Hands. You need, need the need lifting the, gloves. I need
2: the, I think I've graduated to that. In the gym, the other gray beards and gray hairs, uh, they got the lifting gloves. And I'm just like, I'm not there yet. But all the, the young fit 20-somethings do not. But I am not. No, that
1: that's because the young Fit Twenty somethings are regenerating cells at a very high rate of speed still.
2: I think you can so I'm like hanging with them, but I think I need to hang in the back of the class with with the with the other parents.
1: That's right, with the other gray hairs. (laughs) Who have your your cell regeneration is (laughs) slowing down. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you're like, get some cream. I'm like, I'm petting cream ain't (laughs) helping these hands. These mitts are like fine. Old vintage catcher's gloves from the
1: 1950s. It sounds great. It means you can go play baseball this weekend and not even need a mitt.
2: Yeah, and I'm always like,
1: wife, why don't you...
2: Like me touching you, and then I'm like, oh wait a minute, I don't like touching myself.
1: I'm, I'm cutting myself with my I own like hands. I cutting my own
2: forehead with my calloused hand. Uh,
1: all right, thank you uh, for being part of the podcast. You can tweet at us, like Jeremy mentioned, and we will give you chips.
2: Yeah, and the chips are still on chips the line. Are
1: still on the line. <laughs> all right, we'll do this
2: again on Monday. Right? That's wait, right. We plan on being in on Monday? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, see. Maybe I'll be sick. All right, <laughs> I'll make a long weekend. We'll see. Bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right, we're done here.